<laughs> Just sitting on your can, huh? Hey, moments passed. Thanks, Zoom. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, Zoom. Uh, I'm, I've got sparkling polar. Blood orange lemonade that's actually water. So I don't know why they're calling it lemonade. Uh, I also don't know why that matters. We don't talk about what we're drinking anymore. Uh, welcome to Sickburn Jane. <laughs> um, I'm Allison. I'm Julie. Oh, I didn't do the whole thing. Hold on. Welcome to Sickburn Jane, a Pudlander Drunkcast podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Julie. That's Janine. Hey. That was the shortest... <laughs> Bit, that's not a bit we've ever had. We are joined this week by my good friend, one of my favorite podcast guests on any podcast I'm on and any podcast that she's on, uh, and she is on like 97 podcasts, <laughs> uh, critic, expert, general funny person, LaToya Ferguson. LaToya, thank you for being here. Hello. Thanks for having me, guys. Uh, I've been sporadically texting Latoya, I would say, like, once every six months to be like, hey, do you have any interest in X thing that we're talking about? She'd be like, no, I don't fuck with Outlander. I'd be like, okay, do you have any feelings about the miniseries? Nah, I'm really a 2005 girl. I was like, okay, great. Uh, so finally, at long last, a good topic for Latoya to be on here. Uh, Latoya, before we do anything else, will you just list your podcasts, your little like your network of podcasts. I I mean, I got a couple of, of vampire rewatch podcasts going. Uh The Empire Diaries, which is uh we are eventually going to start dropping uh season 5 Vampire Diaries and season 1 Originals episodes soon. And then uh, Angel on Top, which I just started co-hosting uh this year, and we are finishing up season 3 of Angel, so very exciting. If you like vampires and or David Boreans, there's a, it's a great, and who doesn't? David Boreans. Uh, doesn't like vampires? David Boreanaz. I don't know. Oh, God damn it. Am I pronouncing his name wrong? Yeah. For literal years, I've been saying his name wrong? Yeah. Great. Wow. Well, this, you is know already, what? this has already been an educational experience You just fucking learned something, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, that's just going to sit with me. I'm replaying all of the times I've said that incorrectly, probably into a microphone. <laughs> but great. now, from this moment on, moving forward, you don't have to anymore. I'm, whatever. I, I just end up just calling him Booth anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> because Bones is the girl. Never forget. Never forget. Never. Would never. That's because him saying, now I'm never going to say his name again for as long as I live, Bones <laughs> is like, live, lives in my brain. Come on, Bones? Like, lives in my brain, rent-free. That's the real question. When is your Bones podcast going to start? It might happen, and <laughs> I'm not going to be happy about it, but I'll, I'll probably do it. <laughs> um, so, we are talking today. Uh, it's our second-to-last CuraFest episode, our last, like, proper non-wrapping-things-up CuraFest episode. Uh, and it happens to be on a topic that I was going to pitch to LaToya until she pitched it to me, which was uh, Kira Knightley period drama queen. Um, and I think initially I said, why does everyone hate Kira Knightley? She looks so good in pretty dresses, um, which she does. But LaToya was like, how about Kira Knightley, Kira Knightley period drama queen, period Knightley. Mm -hmm. She didn't say that. I said that. Uh, <laughs> and just so we're clear, that terrible joke was mine and not LaToya's. Uh, so we were sort of on the same page. And what I want to know, first and foremost, LaToya, why is it that this was the topic you wanted to talk about? What is it about Kira Knightley, period drama queen, that speaks to you? Uh, what What is it about it that doesn't speak to me? I'm not, like, a period piece kind of person. But if Kira Knightley's in it, I'm going to give it a look. Because she 
She always does the assignment. Uh, she knows what she's doing. She belongs in this realm. And people who complain about that, like, why do you want her in another love actually? No. no. Give me... <laughs> no one wants that. No one wants this child stuck between two full-grown adults. We need to talk more about that. She was a child still in that movie. <laughs> yeah, was she, like, 17? Yeah. Ew! She was... I know. Wow. The, she was... The wild thing is she was, like... Two years older than the two, the two or four years older than the little old kid in the movie. Than yeah. the boy, than drummer boy, just than the little drummer boy. Let's add one more reason to the very long list of why I detest that movie. <laughs> that, that movie is so problematic. Uh, I love that movie, oh, and God. for two reasons. And there, it's actually there are two things I love about that movie because I don't love that movie. There are two things I love about that movie. Three, if you count the fact that it includes "All I Want for Christmas Is You" and "Immortal Bop." Uh, I will never be mad about listening to that song. Um, so two and a half. Uh, but the two are one Emma Thompson, mm. just like Emma Thompson. End of sentence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like she's very good. She's the best. Two. You might think it might be Hugh Grant dancing throughout Downing Street. It's not. Number two is that the hat that Kira Knightley wears in Love Actually was just there because she had a zit on her forehead. Because she's a child. <laughs> she was a child. <laughs> she was a child. And- and she had a zit on her forehead, so she wore that hat. And everyone's like, ooh, that hat. That is a dumb hat. Yes, it's a dumb hat. First of all, it's a time capsule hat. A lot of people had that hat. Second, she had a zit on her forehead, so she wore a hat. And it became, like, her hat that she wore. That brings her closer to me. <laughs> yeah, you know, very relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it, LaToya, about... What is it about Kira that makes her fit into this world as you speak? Because I, I agree, she really, she knows how to wear a corset. She knows how to wear like a cardigan. It doesn't matter what time period it is, as long as it's not this time period. She like nails it. And she's also good in movies that are set in this time period. But really, like you put her in like a, like a Joan Harris tweed, she looks great. And you put her in a, uh, corset and bloomers and she looks great and you put her in whatever the hell they had her wearing in that King Arthur movie and she looks great and she sells it and you believe it like she's got it what do you have any thoughts on why I, that is I just on physically she's like a, already a striking beauty as it is and I think she's yes. even more striking in the, the old timey era basically she sticks out even more which but like not in a bad way where you're like well this is anachronistic it's just like she it seems like she belongs here um, I think she's also just extremely talented and uh, she never gets her flowers. And uh, 2012, uh, Anna Karenina, that was like my movie for like Oscar season. I was I was rooting for that completely. Let's start by talking about Anna Karenina because Julie and Janine and I went down our individual, and actually I don't know how much Janine did, but Julie and I went down our individual Kira Knightley period drama queens rabbit holes over the last couple weeks. So I've watched Kira in a lot of different eras wearing a lot of different cool things and being very good at her job. I did not get to Anna Karenina, but Julie did. Uh, so let's talk about Anna Karenina. Let's let's talk about uh, one of the several chapters in the Joe Knight Kira Knightley partnership. Joe Wright Kira Knightley cannot talk today. Partnership. Um, <laughs> Mine will be it. shortest. Great. So I'll start. Uh, oh. I didn't know that they had done an Anna Karenina, so I was psyched to check it out. And I watched about the first three quarters of it, and it's it's very good. And I loved the kind of like super mega theatricality of it. The costumes are incredible. The settings are so lush. But I got to a point after she was pregnant with that asshole's kid, and it was very clear that he didn't want to fuck her anymore, where I was like, I know how this book ends. I'm done. And I stopped because I knew it was going to bum me out really hard. <laughs> 
Fair. But what Fair. I did watch was very cool, and Kira is so good. She is just a very good actor. That's all. She really is. She's in the the Anne Hathaway, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, and zillion other people school of why does everybody hate them for no reason? I don't understand it. Oh wait, it's because they're women. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm. yeah, I love I love Kira. Why did that movie speak to you so much, Latoya? It it really is just a whole vibe. It's so stylistic, but it, uh, I just I watched it numerous times, and I'm I'm just really impressed with Joe Wright's uh, his direction. Which I agree here in Pride and Prejudice, but it's like obviously it's not as sleek. I just Anna Karenina has been remade into a movie or you know miniseries like a million times, so it takes a lot to you know actually make it stick out, and this movie. It's just it sticks out on every end. I think the casting is great. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson is great. Uh, Keira Knightley, of course, is great. The the set design and the costume design because I think that's what it got nominated for the Oscar for for the costume design. I think that was the only thing. It just it's the first time I saw it, I was like blown away. Do you uh, question for the panel? Are there movies that are your Latoya's Anna Karenina where you're like I can't believe that didn't get more Oscar nominations because that's my that's my whole existence is made up of that kind of um, uh, resentment but do I is there a movie where you're like that movie was robbed well I might be on like a negative track on this one but I remember the one year it wasn't a specific movie that I was like oh they got robbed it was more that Dunkirk won so much I was confused oh not <laughs> a Dunkirk fan huh not I mean best picture I was like meh, 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 meh. it's a beautiful film technically like there's so many things to say about it it is very it is very good but as far as like I I, I like to attribute um, some degree of entertainment associated with the film. <laughs> What? As a part as a part of it being nominated for Best Picture, and Dunkirk was a bit of a slog. Great film making, but not the most entertaining film in the world, which which I didn't like. I got right. I got I got a lot of shit for that from some people. I actually lost a, a filmmaker friend. He was so mad at me for having that opinion. I was like, oh my god, this. I touched a nerve. Such extreme feelings about Christopher Nolan. I yeah. like I just don't like, okay. I mean, All right. I, I mean, like, you don't see me getting mad when people trash talk Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet. Come on. Like, I love Interstellar Christopher <laughs> Nolan. I got no pro- like come on, I'm cool with it. Dunker, not so much. Not, not, not my thing. What about you, Julie? Is there anything you're you're still mad years later to uh, the, the only Oscars? the only thing that I've ever cared about at the Oscars because I realized pretty early on that they're bullshit uh, was <laughs> that when Helen Hunt or or I can't remember if it was Helen Hunt or or Julia Roberts won instead of Judy Dench, I was like, no, one instead of um, what's her name in Requiem for a Dream, Ellen Jennifer Ellen Burstyn. Ellen Burstyn. Oh. When Ellen Burstyn didn't win the Best Actress, it is Ellen Burstyn. Right? Uh, it, it is right. When she didn't yes. win the award for that movie, I was like, this is trash, and so I kind of quit watching. <laughs> um. My go-to at this moment in time, at least, is uh, the Florida Project, which I am obsessed with, uh, which didn't win jack shit and was my favorite movie of that year and maybe of the decade. Also, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, but that's France's fault. That is not the Oscars' fault. France didn't make that. It's Oscar movie, and everybody can eat shit. The movie is <laughs> exquisite. Um, okay, so Anna Karenina, one era, very theatrical, big sleeves. We've also got Matthew <clears throat> McFadden. 
like living the dream. What about Atonement, Latoya? How do you feel about Atonement? Mm. Uh, if you've seen it, I haven't watched in a while because uh, I, I I own this uh, Atonement and Pride and Prejudice. I own them both on DVD. It's in my <laughs> DVD case, but uh, I mean, most you know what most people have to say about it is just like fuck Sorceronin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yikes. <laughs> Julie and I had a lengthy text conversation last night about what happened to, not obviously not Sersha, who seems very well adjusted for a person who got famous. Bryony. I was like, what the fuck happened Bri- to Bryony? What? Who what? broke this child? a lot of damage. She is yikes. fucked up. What is her issue? <laughs> There's this huge, yeah, we had like a 30 minute text conversation about it, but I think it all comes down to the fact that she just wanted to get absolutely railed by What's his name? By Josh McFadden. Ja- M- no, what's his name? Mc- James McAvoy? McAvoy. <laughs> How'd you get to Josh McFadden? Because I was well, thinking of Matthew McFadden. Thank you. And then I don't know where the Josh came from. Somewhere up here. Oh, no, it came from here. It came from my vape pen. <laughs> <laughs> Vegas, baby. Yeah. But uh, yeah, what is wrong with that kid? <laughs> um, I really love thinking about these three movies in conversation with each other because they're so different and the roles she plays are so different, but it feels like, I don't know. You can tell that that is a very fruitful artistic partnership, which is just, that's my shit. I really love that. Um, and man, she and Sersha are both so good. And then Vanessa Redgrave, just like the Kool-Aid man, like right into the movie at the very last second to just like mic drop. Incredible. Um, well, tell us about Pride and Prejudice, Latoya. We have talked about this PPE a lot, but I want to know your thought. Because you said this one, you, you're not down with the Colin Firth one. You're not about well, Colin Firth and Jennifer Ely. In general, I don't really love Pride and Prejudice. Uh, I Like, Darcy can get bent, honestly, <laughs> usually. <laughs> I, I really love Matthew McFadden's uh, Darcy to the point where I'm like, okay, I, I understand this prick for once. Uh, <laughs> And I think he and Kira have great chemistry. And I just, again, Joe Wright's directing, like, the movement of it all is just, it's so good. And the sisters, the Bennett sisters, it's like a good version of the the, the children from evil. Like, that's what their vibe is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Julie, have I convinced you to watch evil yet? No, but you've tried. You got, you got to, you just got to. You gotta trust me. Um, that's a really great comparison I hadn't thought of. Now I just want evil. I want one episode of evil where, with no explanation, you take those adorable blonde girls and you replace them with the adult cast of <laughs> Pride and Prejudice. And they're all just Kitty and Mary and Lydia. Do you have a favorite amongst them, amongst the sisters who are not Kira, at least? Uh, I mean, it's gotta be Jane, just Rosamund Pike, because she was like killing it for so long. And in movies like this and in education and even, uh, was it Die Another Day, right? That's the James Bond one she's in? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was killing it for so long before they finally let her be a star, which is crazy because she is a blonde woman. <laughs> a beautiful blonde, a beautiful, majestic, tall blonde woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then now they just make her do weird shit all the time, which I'm fine with. She has good, chaotic, weird energy. But it's like everybody saw Gone Girl and then they forgot that she was also Jane Bennett. And she was Jane Bennett first, man. <laughs> she should be allowed to do whatever she movie she wants. Don't make her just be weird. Um, how do you feel about Kitty and Mary and Lydia? Are like Jenna Malone and Carrie Mulligan and whoever the hell plays Mary? Tallulah uh, Riley, Elon Musk, ex, twice no divorced. What? What? Yeah. What? 
twice? They got married and divorced, and then they got they got married again and divorced again. This is great information. Elon Musk married Mary. <laughs> that, that tracks. It seems so sense. perfect. You know that what? Elon Musk is a total Mary. It's just that because he's a dude, it presents itself very differently. But the same amount of insufferable, won't shut up talking about things that interest no one. And you know what? If Mary went to space, I would also probably hope that she didn't come back. But no, I love Mary because she's a little weirdo, as opposed to Elon Musk, who just sucks. Yeah, Elon Musk does suck. But maybe if Elon Musk was maybe Mary, maybe I'd be more into Tesla if it was run by Mary Bennett. Like I would still be like, you are very off-putting, but I'd be more, more into the concept. It'd be very fun to watch her try to go to space. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Good. She's a little weirdo and it's great. She's a a huge weirdo. She's the, she's, I feel this part, this Mary, I really respond to because I am the person who cries at the party. That's me. Um, like that's, I'm absolutely, I'm like, I hate balls. And then I just start crying. That's definitely me. Um, I love an Irish goodbye. Uh, I cannot help making it weird. I'm that person. Um, I can't believe she's been married to to Elon Musk twice. Twice. Who does that? Twice. Well, Mary. As Cheryl Crow said, as Sarah, as Cheryl Crow said, he is her favorite mistake. Damn. Clearly. And, and we know that because she did it twice? Ugh. Um, do you, do, do y'all relate to any of these, this version of the Bennett sisters? Because they're very distinctive. This version of the Bennett sisters in particular? I mean, I, I guess I, back I, to Kira. I guess I relate to Mary is what I've, I've come, I've come <laughs> to. Are you also, do you also cry at parties, Latoya? Sometimes. <laughs> I knew there was a reason that we're buds. Okay, um, so let's talk about, I don't know, pirates. Let's talk about pirates, because you know what that is? That's a period movie. Yes, Let's it is. talk about the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, which, uh... She carried not... that franchise yes, on her back. she, she did. did. She did. Yes, she did. She did. And Neil she and I were did. talking about it after we watched Atonement last night, and I, I don't even know if I've seen all of them, frankly. I know I've seen the first one, and either the second one or third one, I can't remember. But I said, is she in all of them? Neil said, I think so. I said, well, at least in the first one, she was the best actor in it. And that's yeah. standing next to Johnny Depp. Like, she, she's the best thing. She gives me almost the same energy as Rachel Weisz in The Mummy. Yes. Like, yeah. she's just better than everybody surrounding her except for maybe one person, because Brendan Fraser is so good. But, like... I- I think there might be one Pirates movie she's not in, kind of like Rachel Weisz in The Mummy 3. Yeah, she's just like, I need a break. Like, <laughs> where they, they made Maria Bello be a brunette and have a British accent, which... Why don't you hire another British person? Yeah. <laughs> why would you hire... I, I like Maria Bello, but why would you hire Maria Bello to play a Rachel Weisz type? That's weird. Hire Maria Bello to play a Maria Bello type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go full Indiana Jones. Just a just a new love interest with a whole new vibe. Doesn't need to be the same. Change it up. They just wanted uh-huh. that money. They they thought that that's what people wanted. Oh. Well, I mean, I like Maria Bello. Mm-hmm. But yes, Kira is a good movie. Kira is the best thing about pirates. No question. She's so How good. How old was she in the first one? I mean, that was two thousand seven. 
2006, pardon me. No, wait. No, 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 no. 2003? <laughs> wait a fucking Christ. She was still a child, I believe. Yeah. Is it a Love Jesus. Actually type How situation far? like 17? How far back does this go? What is the first one? Uh, Curse of the Black Curse. She, she was. Yep, she was still 17. Woo! No, she, she 2003? She was yeah. born in 1985. So that wouldn't be 17. 1985? 85, huh? She, yeah. she would be 18. Oh, you're right. Or and that's maybe also the year not it was released. Yeah. yeah, when she, she filmed it also. Yeah, because Love Actually and Pirates are both 2003. So, yep, she was 17 yeah. for both yeah. those. Yeah, that's yeah. Wow. fucking crazy. I never yeah. would have guessed she was that young. Wow. She's so good she's in those very movies. Good. And they're so stupid. And the only reason they work at all is because she's so good. Because everybody, I mean, Orlando Bloom, bless him. She makes him just look like a piece of wood. He's great. A piece of wood. <laughs> yeah. He's a, <laughs> yeah, Karen Atlee's very good at her job. Or Orlando Bloom, piece of wood. We're back. Uh, Orlando Bloom's piece of wood. Um, he's... He's a good Legolas, but yeah, she wipes the floor with yeah, him. Yeah, she just makes him ineffective. And you know what? She also, Jeffrey Rush is, bless him, he's doing high drag, but Kira, she's still better. She's still the MVP. Yeah, she's better. Um, let's talk about, well, let me, let me go back to our, let, let's. This let's, isn't, this isn't period, but I just uh, re-remembered she was in uh, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World with yeah, uh, Steve Carell, but that's it's a, such a good movie. That's an age gap. Um, <laughs> Let's see. So, uh, the the whole I don't think that's a period drama. Bend it like Beckham, obviously not period. Um, have you have has anybody seen her in Doctor Zhivago? No, but I saw it and I was like, I probably would watch that. Neil and I made um, a promise that we would watch the Omar Sharif the original film sometime this year. So maybe Kira sneaks in ahead of Omar. Ooh, uh, what about King Arthur? Who's seen that King Arthur? I have. (laughs) (laughs) Say more. (laughs) I I just remember, I remember how ridiculous that entire film was. It was so action packed. And Keira Knightley is very good in it. She's awesome. That was at a time where I just was like, Keira Knightley, here's my crush. Did she play Um, Guinevere? She played Gwen- played Guinevere, who was like a warrior princess. Yeah, like in this particular warrior one. Guinevere. The, I remember yeah. the poster very vividly because she's got a blow and arrow, blow and arrow, bow and arrow, and <laughs> she's got like steely expression on her face. She's like, "I'm Guinevere, but like a tough Guinevere." Well, you and really then that cannot energy. talk today, Allison. I really can't. I really that, can't. Uh, that partic- and that poster got a lot of flack, and like she criticized it too because they gave her cleavage, and she was like, "What the fuck is this?" Like. <laughs> Like she's she's like Once where's again, that fucking gotta sell that those tickets. From? <laughs> gotta sell Jesus. those tickets. <laughs> uh, uh, so I remember that film. It was ridiculous, and I enjoyed every moment of it. Because I think when did when was that produced? Let's see, that's from two thousand four. So she was eight. She's still a tiny child. <laughs> yep, still a tiny child. I'm loving um, this discovery of how young she was. It's like a Haley Mills yep. situation. What she Gosh, was eight. Yeah. <laughs> she's younger than me. She's younger than me. Like in real life now. Yeah. 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 Well, we're 80. Yeah, she, Allison and I are 84. Yeah, she's eight years younger than me, so that's a significant difference. Yikes. All right. Um, wow. Well, I'm thinking of how young she was in Star Wars now. In oh, episode yeah. One. 90, yeah, 99. Good God. Teeny tiny baby. 98. Um, 99. 99. 
Yeah. Okay, then we've got Pride and Prejudice, which we've already talked about. Um, more Pirates movies. Atonement, we've discussed. God, she's so fucking good in that also, movie. Also, I would feel remiss if I did not mention that that green dress is incredible. That's iconic. It was be- yeah. it was gorgeous. Like, when it showed up, I was like, yeah, I understand why everybody always talks about this thing. Also, there is a pure Joe Wright hand flex in Atonement. There's another exact close-up on his hand, except this time, according to Sarah Mars, it's a real flex because he makes a fist and squeezes it. That wasn't Sarah Mars. That was a Twitter person who's a physical therapist. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sarah was just there as we discussed the hand flex. You're right. Um, it was a physical therapist who made that. A, a, it's a j- Flexion I and... F- 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 I, I, I can't know. remember. Uh, all right. Continuing the troll through Kira's IMDb. Um, Silk. S- is Silk a period movie? Let's look. Let's find well, out. Isn't Domino a period movie? Is it? I I just I'm like, I was like, oh, that's the one where she's an assassin. Is it? In specific I time feel period? like it's supposed to take place in the eighties. Ooh, I'm gonna watch okay. that tonight. <laughs> Domino. I'm not so quite cool. sure, but. Uh, you have to have seen that one, Latoya. That seems like an extremely Latoya movie. <laughs> it does, but I was just like, should I see Domino or should I just not see Domino and have people think I've seen Domino? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, there's well, power in that mystique. Absolutely, <laughs> I do brand have is strong. I have strong Domino energy, <laughs> especially after seeing Kate Beckinsale's Jolt, a great movie, a oh, great great that. movie. At the, uh, literally in like the final scene, me and my mom started chanting sequel, sequel, sequel. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have to see Joel, which was already on my radar specifically because of you. One of my, one of my favorite things, dear listener, is oh. if you follow LaToya on Twitter, which you should, La Fergs, right? Correct. La Fergs. The Fergs in French. Um, uh, she, I? every once in a while, will just, she's really on the bandwagon for something, and then she tweets about that thing a lot until you just know that you have to watch it. <laughs> it's very effective. Um, previous examples of this, granted, I already was watching some of these, but Stump Town. Get mm. stumped. Get stumped. That's a, that's a big one. Lucifer. Latoya worked on me for years to watch Lucifer. I'm glad I did. Don't you have that's a it. watch party for that? Now, don't you have people come over for that one? Or used no. to? We, but Ali- that was we did that on streaming. Place, okay, which but is Allison now ev- Allison evangelizes for that show now. So Latoya, yeah. you started something. Yeah, well yes. done. <laughs> uh, she, I mean Latoya, she's wow. done the, that show through its ups, its downs, its other ups. It's mostly ups. All of its Tom Welling season. Um, <laughs> the downs the, are like, the Tom Welling season, is what she is saying. <laughs> the uh, for the nine people who listened to streaming in place and also listened to this podcast, I will say. Uh, that Latoya was also with Lucifer for when Tom Welling sang "Dust in the Wind," which is um, <laughs> the, the 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 apex of Lucifer um, and the only good Tom Welling moment. I am H O. He sadly sings "Dust in the Wind" in his police office because he's the police boss. <laughs> oh yes, um, as we know, uh, having a police boss is very important to the, the, the characters of Lucifer. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. You have to have a police boss. Everybody needs a police boss. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so if we came back to Silk, Silk uh, uh, is a period piece, uh, and it's about 19th century France traveling to go to Japan to get silkworms. Of and course. I'm looking at, and I'm looking at this, uh, this ta- this tagline on the uh, poster. It says, "Come back, or I'll shut. Oh, come back, comma, or I shall die." What? Oh 
Cool. Well, atonement. Same. Yeah. Um, uh, I awesome. mean, spoilers. Um, there. I mean, the poster f- for Silk is insane. It's there's a there's a lot that is it's romance, sexy, <laughs> colonialism. Sexy. Colonialism. Colonialism. Well. So sexy. Yeah. Uh, there's also The Edge of Love, which I have not seen. Has anyone seen that one? I've, I've, I haven't seen Edging in a while. Shut it. <laughs> uh, the Edge of Love stars Kira Knightley and Sienna Miller. <gasps> okay. Go on. Uh, and okay. Matthew Reese. And Matthew Reese plays Dylan Thomas, oh, and I no. don't know how it is that I have never seen this movie. I don't know. Especially I'm... because the poster is Kira Knightley with, very obviously she has evening gloves on, and she's holding an old-timey microphone, like she's like she's crooning into it. Um, so, oh, yeah. clearly I have to see it. Also, I need to read the logline, which is, two feisty free-spirited women are connected by the brilliant, charismatic poet who loves them both. Do they have a thruple? It sounds like I, Oh my god, the stills. Jolt sequel. Jolt sequel. Uh, the, fo- the photos on IMDb for this film look awesome. Oh, this looks so I pretty. I think I'm going to have to see. I'm also a Sienna Miller defender, so I think I might have to see this one. There's one on her IMDb list that I was digging into a little bit yesterday that's, I think it's an adaptation of a play about Sigmund Freud and Carl Jung, and she's like the hysteric. Uh, test subject or whatever that they like met over is it a dangerous method that's the one i think that's actually adapted from a play and by that, the way did you speaking that's of that, a period did you know piece? that tom stoppard wrote the screenplay for anna karenina yes Ooh, no yeah cool cool, right yeah uh Kira makes with sense because it's all and michael fassbender directed by david cronenberg what wow <laughs> the sigmund uh, freud one yeah, and it's the, and it was adapted from a book. A oh, most okay. Dangerous method. Um, yeah, David Cronenberg wow. movie. Huh. Learning new things. Uh, we can't skip Never Let Me Go, um, which is uh, a good movie. Has anyone else seen that one? Is it period? Yeah, it's been a been a while. Been a while. Um, been a while. <laughs> it's it's good. It's that one is like a it's period movie but also a sci-fi movie it's okay. it's complicated with andrew garfield mm-hmm. and carrie mulligan and carrie comes back uh, mm-hmm. also we skipped the duchess which hold on. i neil and i watched Visually. the duchess like two years ago <gasps> that movie is crazy yes yeah, nuts um she's about very the, very good in it but it's so it's it's about out of georgiana duchess of devonshire a real historical figure who was like a famous fashion plate and public persona, and she did all kinds of really cool, rule breaking y shit, and then essentially wound up in a thruple. Another thruple. 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 And that one, the one, one of the other points of the thruple triangle is Haley Atwell. So come yeah. on. I'm looking at the photos from the movie, and she wears some hats, some inventive hairstyles. You gotta love it. Mm -hmm. And those, if you look, um, I was hanging out with friends of the show, Scotty and Amelia, on Friday, and we were were watching Treasure Houses of Great Britain. Oh, Lord. And and we were watching the one about Chatsworth, which is the Duke of Devonshire, whatever it's that, linked to that 
family. Um, and they have portraits of the Duchess of Devonshire there. And you can be like, oh, that's that costume. Oh, that's that costume. Oh, that wig. I just thought that was creative costuming. No, that's actually, she wore a wig that looked like that, which it's like a giant cloud of hair with like a hat, like peeking out. Of it. <laughs> it's extremely cool. Uh, the costuming in that movie is great. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the Duchess. We did Never Let Me Go. I Dangerous never weapon. would have. I never would have thought, just based on my general knowledge of Keira Knightley, that she had been in this many period movies. I love it. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Colette. Mm-hmm. That's really good. That's 2018. Mm-hmm. The Imitation Game. Which oh yeah. I she was did very not see because that. I got very mad mm-hmm. about uh, yeah. apparently the dequeering mm-hmm. of um, uh, Alan Turing. Yeah, uh, I've seen Colette because I wanted to see lesbian Kira Knightley in a period piece. And how did uh, it go? Good job. It good delivers. Job. <laughs> oh, that movie delivers. I've that that one is good. That is worth your time. Aaron's making a mental note. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Uh, now my stupid IMDb is going so slow. Are we missing? Oh, there's um, I this is a relatively recent one because I saw it. At a screening, so it was. It was the uh, misbehavior. Yes, misbehavior, um, which is. Uh, oh yeah, that's from last year. Yeah, Kira Knightley, and. Oh no! It isn't misbehavior. No, but what? I have to see this one because Google. Yeah, Goo Goo. I haven't seen this. Go- oh, and Jesse Buckley. Goo Goo and Botha Ra. What's what? What have they been in? Uh, oh. Beyond the Lights. Zillion things you would recognize. Okay, Bell, um, mm. San Junipero. Mm-hmm. Did you see San Junipero? Um, That's so okay. I can do my research. Fast Color, uh, The Morning Show. Yeah, the, the Morning Show. <laughs> the first season of The Morning Show. Um, she's in Loki. Oh, she is. Yeah, Loki. Yeah, yeah. she's in Loki. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she's very, very good. And uh, and, and what's I the name of that movie? Misbehavior. Uh, misbehavior. misbehavior. Uh, however, that's not the one that I was, it, you can understand my confusion, um, because the other one, it's like, the movie I'm thinking of is, ooh, cheating in Germany. Is um, it the Aftermath? The Aftermath. See? Misbehavior, misbehavior the, the Aftermath. aftermath. <laughs> Atonement. Like, it's all like, yeah. uh, secrets and the colla- collateral beauty. <laughs> uh, Jack what, Ryan, shadow I, recruit. I, recruit. I, the, the, collateral the, beauty? Is that a... Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Will is. Smith movie, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, the- is that what that is? Crap. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. That mess of a movie. I I oh, love that the present yeah. day movie she does are just like, you're you're in Jack Reacher? What what the hell, Kira Knight? <laughs> she just you does know what, what she Kira, wants. You get- she can. CTC. Uh I uh also apparently the Nutcracker in the Four Realms, which I didn't realize. She's in she's in that. Um, she's a sugar plum. She's sh- which I assume is the sugar plum fairy. The fairy, but it like, but it's edgier. So oh yeah, so it's like Morgan a Guinevere Fre- take. Sugar plum. No, Neg- I- Morgan Freeman has a eye patch. That's how you know it's edgy. Okay, Matthew McFadden is also in that movie. God, they, God bless. They just that, hang you know out what? a lot. They do hang out a lot. I hope they're buds. Me too. Cure Knightley should be on Succession. Oh my God, Kira Knightley on Succession. Kira Knightley on Succession. Great chair. Like, Great. Please, chair. please. 
Here, I'll tweet please. it, and then maybe it will happen. Please, Latoya, <laughs> please tweet that. Um, if you just tweet about it and then just include get stumped with no other context, um, maybe it'll happen. Maybe we can convince Jesse Alexander to put um, Jesse Armstrong. God damn it. I'm, my brain is asleep today. On succession. And maybe Tom can have uh, an affair with Kira Knightley. That would rule. He would cry through be, the whole thing. And they'll be in Central Park. And uh, and he'll be all the way at the end of some, I don't know, vast expanse of Central Park. And Joe Wright will come in to guest direct the episode. And he'll stand behind the camera and wave <laughs> a giant red flag. Oh. And then Matthew McFadden will walk towards it and sort of veer to the left. We, should, re- we should really be doing more fanfic. I think we'd do it really well. <laughs> Apparently. We uh, should do more of that. Good grief. So, Kira, she's done, she's done a lot of movies where she has to wear clothing of another era i really i like i'm i was sort of joking when i said kira Knightley is good as wearing clothes but seriously there are people who are just really good at wearing clothes i'm not joking about that kate blanchett is one of them right <clears throat> where like you put people in a costume and suddenly it sort of comes to life in a new way because they know how to use it as a part of their physical vocabulary natalie portman kira too. Knightley, yes totally and kira knightley is a world-class dress wearer like she's really really good at and the atonement is maybe the best example of that because the way that dress moves it's like i I, it's like she's naked you know what i mean it's like she's supposed to it it's as though it's just she's so good at wearing clothes and it's true in pride and prejudice as well she's just really great at making the costuming sing uh, in a way that really enhances the movie and her performance. I have a question about the green dress for everyone. Yeah. When he pushes her up against the books, as we all fondly remember. (laughs) Yes. um, There's a slit where her leg comes out. Do we ever see that slit as she's walking around, or is it, like, in some way, like, camouflaged into the dress somehow? Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Because when she's walking around in that gown, you're not seeing, like, Gal Gadot leg shoot out. But yeah. when you're up against those books, boom, thigh. Like, <laughs> here, I'm just going to examine the dress right now. Because yeah. it, it's... Take one for the team, Latoya. Thank you. It's gorgeous. <laughs> oh and I want to I know how that skirt part was constructed to have that effect because it was very Gosh. impactful. One, Where is the slit? See what I'm saying? Kind of so hidden. Too. Neil's favorite moment, he actually let out an audible when it happened was when her little <laughs> shoe falls off. Yeah, it's the shoe. He lost his mind for a second. He went, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it, it, it just sort of, because you'd think like Boop. the shoe falls off. No, it's like it rises, her foot rises Dangles. out of the shoe and then it just goes. But yeah, it looks like there's part of the dress might be like the front part of the skirt might be in front of something mm-hmm. that's open, but it, it hides it when she's walking. Yeah. It looks like, like it's a, hidden, but I think like it is there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Slit. yeah. I, I like that um, little detail very, very much. I mean, it's a gorgeous costume to begin with, but that Gosh. little like specific detail is so important. I think and like part of that scene and part of that character. And so, yay, costume designer and Kira Knightley. <laughs> it's um, the, wow. one of the things I love about that one too is in any other movie, maybe even in this movie, if it was somebody else. I'd be like, oh, is the dress green? Because Bryony is jealous. Is the dress green? Is it green? But it just it just looks like Kira Knightley looks beautiful in that dress and looks beautiful in green. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it, oh, it's a coincidence. It's a coincidence that the dress is green. Joe Wright loves green. Yeah. 
And a fog. He loves a fog. He does love a fog. A pea super, as they say in all of my old-timey mysteries I read. <laughs> a pea super. It's a pea super. Um, Gosh, this movie is beautiful. I'm just, like, flipping through screenshots of this it's thing. It's so good. God it's just, it. like... It's so sad. It's incredibly sad. And yeah. she, like, she's good through the whole thing, but she and James McAvoy, in that scene where they meet up in the cafe, mm-hmm. holy crap, just, like, it just kicks you right in the stomach. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, ugh, they're, they're all so good. Very, good very grief. good. Good and grief. And Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse, go to hell. She's, like... <laughs> Four years old in that movie. That's an exaggeration, but she—it's, she was like she's thirteen. A, she's a she's teeny tiny child. Very small child. And she's incredibly good. And she I think all good. three of the people who play Bryony are great. Obviously, like the movie wouldn't work if they weren't. But she just annihilates it. Like absolutely deserved that Oscar. I think Julie, when we were talking about it, you said it's her piano. Yeah, it it's is. it's her piano. It's just like she's just she's really really good. How and old was Anna can, Paquin when she won that Oscar? She was really little baby. She was like eight, right? Eight I, or nine. I don't remember how young she was. I, I just remember her beret. Yeah, I think she was. Yeah, remember that beret? Her Oscar beret? Yes, I do. She was a tiny baby, so she was even younger. Oh, eleven. Okay, but similar because I think here mm-hmm. Sarah seems like she's like twelve or thirteen, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, she's good. She does such a good job of like making it clear this intense cocktail of things that are feeding into this moment. She's just, she, that kid is fucked up. Let's return to the beginning of where we all started here and say, what (laughs) happened to that kid? Therapy. Therapy. (laughs) 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 Uh, All right. The last question that I want to present to all of you is if you were going to pick any book, play, whatever, that's a period piece that you could put Kira Knightley in and then the movie makes five bazillion dollars what would it be there you have a wealth of options and she works in basically every decade so where would you go pick one cast kira and the first person whose kira knightley project gets made wins a hundred dollars don't put that on the oh latoya perked up oh no i'm i'm saying this is really happening you are not allowed to cheat no insider information fancy hollywood latoya no one's if if you're amazing, secret jaw. God damn it. Julie, can you make yes, a note? Yes, of course I will. Thank you. Uh, LaToya, no insider information. Um, go ahead. Who wants to go first? Cast Kira for $100 if the project ever gets made and yours is first. God, I suck at period stuff, so let me go first because I'm going to be wrong. Because uh, I'm going to call it a sci-fi flick that she's going to do. Uh, and it's going to be, I-, I think she's going to do Seven Eves. <laughs> Uh, which is a movie that uh, that's a book that Tom, your partner, finally made me read uh, after a year of trying, and it's been set on the International Space Station. And I think she'd be really good in any number of uh, uh, roles for women in that film. Great, Seven Eves. Julie, what about you? Man, I don't know. The uh, period books that I've been reading recently. I've been reading a lot of Edith Wharton because I was shooting off of Jane Austen and it's all just so fucking depressing. And I don't, I I want something a little bit happier for our Kira. Maybe, maybe she deserves some sort of happiness. So like what's a period piece where the woman wins other than the Duchess, which we already talked about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if she played like, 
she can't, you know, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm going to have to tap out on this one. I don't think I have anything. What about you, Latoya? You got anything? Oh, I was going to do a fun one, and then you uh, brought up the money, and I'm like, I want to win. So the fun one I wanted to do <laughs> Well, so was... far, you basically have uh, zero competition, because yeah. uh, Janine didn't name a period piece. He named a sci-fi piece. <laughs> because um, I know. I know Julie that. passed. So it's really just between me and you. All right. And I'm going to pick something absurd. Well, the fun one is American Psycho, but she plays Patrick Bateman. Nice. <gasps> oh, oh, my God. Make it happen. I would see that movie. I would. And then I was thinking King Lear, where she plays uh, Gonorrheal or Regan. Yeah. All right. Those are good. That's mm -hmm. the more serious one. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say... Clue. That is a period Clue. piece. Who does she play in Clue? But first, let me voice my displeasure that this movie is being remade. And then go on. <laughs> It's it's not being remade. It's it's a new clue. New clue. New screenplay. Same. It's a new. It's a new game of Clue. Same characters. Like Jumanji. Uh. Yes. <laughs> it's a new game of Jumanji. Uh, barf. Um. Well, what character? What what character would you have her play? All of them. <laughs> oh, I'd watch that movie. All of them. Kira Knightley plays every character in Clue. That's I'd pretty watch funny. That. You know yeah. who did it? Kira Knightley. Reveal she's like in a, in a mental hospital because she thinks she's <laughs> playing a one person game of Clue. Yes. It's Clue meets Unsane. It's a matchup. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say Clue meets Shutter Island. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Directed by David Cronenberg. Okay. Now I need a real one. Um, what, what am I? I'm looking at my bookshelf. I'm looking at my bookshelf and that's why my sound is shitty for right now. Uh, you know what? Live action Anastasia. Hmm. Anastasia. Is yeah. she uh, is she still Anastasia appropriate she's age? She's not. She's not. You're right. Um Dub Dubliners? No. You're just looking around for Just trying to I find am. a book. <laughs> I am. What is a book? What is a book? What is a book? What about what about a Dolly Parton biopic? <laughs> I'd watch it. I would like to see how that works. Yeah. I'm curious. I would watch it. I'm, I'm not curious. going to lie about that. Yeah, me too. I would also watch it. Uh, she does no, not do a Dolly impression. She is still using her accent. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do get really weird. Um, no. Uh, what about, what about C Céline Dion? No. <laughs> I don't think your clue is a, is too far. I think that's now a great guess. Now you're just naming people. Yeah. I think I, think I want to do a period remake of Speed set in the 90s. Kira Knightley again plays everyone. <laughs> no, Kira Knightley plays the uh, Keanu Reeves part, and Sandra Bullock comes back to drive the bus because I want to see that. I want to see them maybe no. make out. Yes. Matthew McFadden. Yeah. yeah. What? Tom Wamsgams. What is going on? Tom Wamsgams <laughs> plays Sandra Bullock. He's just driving the bus. And his day job is uh, a remote worker from the net. Yes, and he orders pizza and plays Mozart's ghost. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, that's some net humor. Uh, do we have any other thoughts about Kira Knightley, period drama queen? She's just so good. She's very good. She's... 
Do we have any thoughts about why it is that people hate her other than that, that she's a woman? They're just, I guess they're just upset that she keeps doing a period piece, but you know what? It's good. She's I think good people at get, it. She's very good at what she does. She's a beautiful human being, and physically, but also just, she's mm-hmm. also, like, stands up for herself in a really great way uh, when challenged on these things. I think people just like to hate on people who are, you know, comfortable in themselves and confident. I think it's a cyclical thing. I think it's a 100% marketing cyclical thing where there's the next young thing and then they have to tear her down so that the next young thing can come up and it just it's been happening ever since movies have been made and probably in another way before movies and shit. It's just Mm -hmm. marketing. That's how I feel about it. But I I think she's she's above it. Yeah, booked, busy, and unbothered. Yes, that is my my wish for Kira. Yeah. Um, I think that is going to do it for us. We will do our our ND credity stuff in a minute here. But Latoya, uh, is there anything that you want to plug, such as your book, which it's an aural medium, but it's behind. It's her book is behind her. (laughs) (laughs) If you can hear, if you hear. A thing spin- you should buy. What you hear is Latoya's book. Latoya, tell us the things about you. Okay, well, my book is an encyclopedia of women's wrestling, so you can buy that wherever books are sold uh, if you want to. If you don't want to, I mean, I'm not forcing you to, but don't, like, tell <laughs> me are. you don't want to buy it. We are. <laughs> and we are. Just... We're arm-barring you into that store right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at Lafergs, L-A-F-E-R-G-S, and you'll know what was up with me from there. Um, I tweet my things. I tweet a lot about my attempt to walk. So I'm a sad girl. <laughs> a lot of it, a lot of it's just sad tweets about like, I walked a little bit from my bathroom to my bedroom. That's all it is now. So I'm recovering uh, from ankle surgery. So. Oh my goodness. Oh. Yeah. Latoya broke oh her ankle in 946 places. Um, <laughs> That's, oh I'm God. exaggerating. It just it exploded. I, okay. <laughs> I was just like, is this a, a 99 that's, bottles of beer on the wall song? Oh, man, that sucks. Two places, right? I'm so yeah. sorry. That sucks so bad to be laid up like that. Best wishes for your recovery, man. It sucks. Thank you. In, in this, the year of our Lord 2021, when everything is already garbage, Latoya has also been recovering from surgery. So buy her book. Yes. <laughs> it's great. It's, it's very cool to look at. Like, it's visually really engrossing. The writing is great. Latoya is a great writer and a funny writer. Also, if you want just like a fun experience for you as a person, can I recommend one of my favorite television reviews of all time? It's a review of an episode (laughs) of Riverdale. I love it so much. It's a review of an episode of Riverdale. Do you remember which episode, Latoya? Of course you do. It's the, I don't remember the name. It's the Riley Keough episode. It's the Riley Keough episode of Riverdale in which Latoya basically quits writing about Riverdale mid-review. It's uh, that episode broke her. It's a very entertaining piece of writing, but all of Latoya's recaps are great. You're recapping Rick and Morty right now, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, variety. Nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. for variety. Because cool. she's because Latoya's fancy. She's got fancy bylines. Okay, follow her on Twitter. Buy her book, uh, and we're gonna let her go hang out with her mom and walk to the bathroom. And her wait, where are the dogs? We don't get to say hi to the dogs. They're they're at my mom's. So. Oh. Viva Kira, which I'm sure we'll be talking about a lot next week when we wrap up Kira Fest by talking about our uh, superlatives. If you were wondering why we haven't done scales, that's why. We're going to talk about the hand flex moments, which obviously the hand flex moments are the hand flex, but then other things too. We're going to talk about costumes and buttholes and all of the things that we usually talk about. Mm -hmm. Um, So that is going to be fun. Also, uh, 
if you are in New York City on October, what day is it? 10th, I believe. 9th or 10th. It's that Saturday. Saturday, October the 9th, 2021. Uh, at eight, I think it's 8.15 p.m. Uh, we are going to be at New York Comic Con doing a panel uh, for Podlander Drunkcast and Outlander Podcast in which we revisit... Uh, one of our very favorite, most daunting formats, <laughs> which is going to give us an opportunity to fail really publicly. Uh, which oh, is live fanfic. We are uh, really good at failing, and it's better when it's public. I agree. I agree. Uh, so we're going to be doing live fanfic at New York Comic Con. I know that badges are already sold out, but if you're planning on coming, just know we'll be there. Come say hi, hang out, whatever. Um if you're not, and now you want to come because we're incredible, why wouldn't you? Uh, New York Comic Con is doing a thing where you can sign up to purchase the pass of someone who decides to not go, which I think there's a higher likelihood of that this year. Um, mm -hmm. So if you are interested in attending, um, they are requiring proof of vaccination or if you're under 12, a negative COVID test. Um, so except for the possibility of buttholes uh it should be a relatively safe environment we all feel safe going which is why we're going um so come wear a mask uh wash your hands and listen to us you well listen to me use a terrible french accent um mm -hmm. while we attempt to to top the the peak of that episode which was definitely when i said james <laughs> and julie said malcolm, malcolm and janine said Reynolds. <laughs> and for those of you who only listen because of Jane Austen, I need you to know the, the, the male lead in Outlander, his full name, which gets dropped all the fucking time, is James time. Alexander Malcolm Mackenzie Fraser. <laughs> and we were doing one word at a time, and I said, James. I skipped Alexander, said, but I knew Malcolm was in there. Malcolm. So close, right? Yeah. And then just like six delicious seconds of silence. And then Janine said, Reynolds. I think he also said it as a question. Reynolds? R Reynolds? Because it, it was, I, I laked out just long enough to think about Firefly. That's what happened, so. Yeah. Uh, it, it happened. So, my point is, please, oh, God. come so join good. us at New York Comic Con. We're really excited and also nervous, and I'm just, like, eventually I'm just going to end up doing all the terrible accents and probably will sing at some point. Yeah, you're, you're definitely going to do something in a Scottish accent. And then point. we'll do uh, audience participation and all of that fun, but it's not mandatory, please. It's not mandatory. Yeah, it's not that kind of situation. But no. if you want to get involved, we're really excited about this and hope that you can come. Uh, you'll be able to find out more information about that as well as the rest of the shows, future episodes, all that stuff, on Twitter at podlandercast and at sickburn jane on instagram at podlandercast and sickburn jane uh on patreon at patreon.com slash oh facebook at facebook.com slash podlandercast patreon.com slash podlanderdrunkcast where you can support the show make it possible for us to uh travel as we are now and also to produce it and to do all the things that go into making a podcast which i know it doesn't sound like it but it's expensive we <laughs> want to thank all of our patrons but especially the following lovely folks hold up <clears throat> zip zap 
zap, zip, zap, 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 zap. Playing zip, zap, zap by myself. Just Bree, Mallory Smith, Catspaw156, Maddie Perkins, Snazzy Nach, Lisa Brienne, Julia Gulia, Kathleen Martini, Lauren Tennant, Kelsey Kemp, Madison Johnson, Emily Day, Betsy English, Caitlin Reddick, Ashley Tegeson, Kristen Freckled Fury, Laura Cole, Amelia Bazell, Liz and Tinkerbell, Stella Wells, Tori Halligan, Chrissy Shively, Claire Feeney, Rochelle LeFever, Heather Robbins, Jerry Hurdle, Emily Carlson, Amy Gustafson, Rachel Townsend, Steph Peterson, Kelly Mazella, Chantel Salters, Mary the Falling Statue. It's still so good. Every time. <laughs> Mary the Falling Statue. Tara Lucchino, Viv Pickles, a.k.a. Laura Mary of the Grapefruit, Jenna Bukowski, Ann Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Kara Marlowe, Trish McCrary, Julie De Toit. I still don't know. Sorry, Julie. Please send me a message. Julie De Toit. Toi? Julie De Toit? <laughs> uh, Jen Lander, Drunklin, Kelly Bodden, Amanda Newton, and Kiki. The Wise. Thank you so much for your support of the show. We will be back next week to wrap up KiraFest. And also, there's going to be a Drunk Cast episode. I don't know what order that's coming out in, but there's also going to be a Drunk Cast episode. So, um, yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.